Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Activate, an online learning platform for women of faith in business who need additional support and accountability. We host monthly workshops, masterclasses, tutorials, and everything you need to increase your impact, scale your business, and strengthen your brand messaging. If you're interested in signing up, go to blackgirlswithpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate and you'll receive your first two weeks for free. I can't wait to see you inside the Activate community. Hey, Purpose Peeps. Before we get into the episode for today, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who was praying for me, everyone who listened to yesterday's episode. I told you I was just feeling really heavy and really low, and I wanted to get on here and give you guys an update because I want you to know that God is still a God of miracles, that He does answer prayers quickly. And so the revelation that He gave me uh, was literally found in Scripture. Scripture talks about how we put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so God was just like, you just need to increase your praise. You need to listen to more worship music. And that's what I did yesterday. I didn't do any work yesterday. I just spent time with my children, with my husband, and I'm feeling so much better today. I'm feeling better than I have in over a week and a half. And so I just wanted to thank you guys so much for praying for me. Thank you guys for always listening. Thank you guys for sharing these episodes with people who you feel like would benefit from them. Thank you guys for following us on Instagram. Thank you guys for DMing me. I just want to thank you because you guys know, I was about to say thank you, Lord. I do want to thank God too. But you guys know how much I appreciate you. And it's really a blessing to be able to share my journey with you. It's a blessing to know that I can be transparent in this space, that I don't have to act like I'm a robot and that I don't have feelings and that I don't you know, have low moments. So just, I just wanted to thank you guys again for praying for me. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode for this week. Nichelle McCall Brown is the founder of Bold Startups, a company helping organizations and individuals uncover bold startups and launch profitable service-based and online businesses. She is also the creator of Money Milestones, an online intensive program to help entrepreneurs launch and grow their businesses so they can be full-time and financially free. Since starting her company, Nichelle has managed two business accelerators where entrepreneurs have made collectively over $3.6 million in revenue within just a few years. She's also raised half a million dollars within a year as a non-technical founder for a software company, making her part of the 0.02% of the Black women founders in tech to raise venture capital. She has spoken at Essence Festival, South by Southwest, Fun Conference, Women Tech Founders Event, Hue Tech Summit, and many more. She's been blessed to be featured by Inc. Magazine, Fortune, Essence, Glamour, Cranes, Huffington Post, The White House, and Black Enterprise. But of course, I'm most excited about the fact that she is now a feature on our Black Girls to Purpose podcast. I had the opportunity to meet Nichelle in Chicago last year when I went to the Go-Getter Conference. And what I love most about her is her integrity. You can tell that she genuinely cares about the people that she works with and she cares about the work that she's doing. And so I'm so excited to introduce you to Nichelle Brown. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you. So glad to be here. 
Yes, so I gave our listeners your formal bio, but I always like to have our guests share things about them that people might not read on their website because we all know we have a story, right? I mean, that's the reason why I got into podcasting because I just love storytelling. So tell people a little bit more about your personal story. Yeah, so for me, it's it's crazy to think about the fact that I've actually been an entrepreneur now for this will be 10 years. Um, and it has definitely been a journey um, of, you know, initially just kind of starting off with having this passion and this desire and wanting to start something new, but um, being a little bit fearful <laughs> um, and, and doubtful of what was going to be happening. But, you know, God um, definitely opened up doors for me to be able to start several successful businesses um, in consulting, helping other entrepreneurs and, and getting their businesses started, and then my own software company um, where, you know, I've been able to kind of leverage that and, and raise a half a million dollars and be featured in, you know, Essence and Black Enterprise and all of these other places. So, um, so it's definitely been quite a journey uh, for sure, but truly, truly blessed of all the things that have, have occurred. Yeah, so I love that you said ten, over 10 years in entre- entrepreneurship. That is no small feat because I know every entrepreneur across the world would tell you that they have wrestled at some point or another with that, uh, maybe I should just go get a quote-unquote real job and leave this entrepreneur stuff to somebody else. So have you ever had those moments within your business? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is definitely a roller coaster, right? Where there's some moments where, you know, you're kind of on a high, things are going really well. Um, and then there's other moments where you're just questioning it all, right? right. Um, it's not either, you know, the funds aren't coming in the way that you thought, um, your customers aren't coming in through the door the way that you thought, and, and you're in a place of kind of like doubt and fear. Um, is this really where I'm supposed to be? But, um, but yeah, you know, being able to kind of continue to persist and um, pass those, I guess, trials uh, has definitely been, been really crucial in this journey. And I love that you said that it's just something you kind of when when you were talking about how it's a roller coaster, I thought you were going to say that entrepreneurship is a calling. Because for me, I really look at it as a calling, you know. I think, and I'm going to be transparent. My listeners know if I'm thinking something, I'm telling you. Just last week, I applied for some jobs. Because I was like, Lord, I know what you're going to do. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm just going to get this money over here, you know, like, and and then, you know, trying to rationalize it as, well, Lord, this is money that I'm going to use to fund my business and this, this and other, this, that and the other thing. And for some people, God is saying that, right? So I'm not, Mm -hmm. uh, people know, I'm never going to say like, this is what works for me. We were talking about that offline, just because that's what God, what God is telling me is not, that doesn't mean that it's what he's telling you. But for me, for whatever reason, and I think there's also some tie into me having my children and them being so young and this being a season where I can be home with them, I think there's a time where he's just like, this is your call. I have called you to, to change up the marketplace in the way that I'm giving you this business. I'm, I'm, I want you to create a business that is built around community and bring other people to work in this kind of environment. And so, you know, it's, 
it's a ministry, right? One of my friends the mm-hmm. other day said, she said, Brie, Black Girls of Purpose is your church. And I love that she explained it that way. And I think yeah. that you probably have that, have that same kind of relationships with people who are in your courses or that you've coached where you become deeply invested into, in their success because you know what it took to get to where you are and you know that it re- truly does take a village. In the same way it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to build a business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think along those lines, you know, one, I think God positions us in preparation for where he's taking us, right? And so I would have never known starting back in 2007 um, as he positioned me to be um, kind of running a business accelerator then that he was going to have me to continue to help entrepreneurs in, in starting and growing their businesses as part of my career. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's funny, though, because in that particular case, you know, I was just doing the job, right? Um, and, and with that, he continued to give me, I guess, some of the skills that I was going to need in order for where he was taking me. Um, but I think even sometimes along the journey, like, we don't always even know what our calling is, <laughs> even though we're operating in it until it's like either we are really listening to what it is that God is telling us um, or, you know, it's just really truly revealed to us. And so with that, you know, I think it's really been, you know, a journey and as I said, as a roller coaster because even – Though I love helping entrepreneurs, there were just moments as a human being, sometimes I fall into that cycle of fear and doubt. Um, But God has definitely been revealing to me, um, especially over the last year or so, how just kind of as you said, what I'm doing is more than just simply helping entrepreneurs to understand how to start and launch a successful and sustainable business, but it's also about ministry. And so not only am I pouring into them and helping them to understand how to create a business that can grow, how to find their right paying customer, and how to create solutions that really are worth purchasing, you know, I'm also investing into the entrepreneur themselves. So I take it very personal. Um, and being able to support the people who are part of, of my courses and not only investing in helping them and grow their businesses, but investing into them as the entrepreneur as well so that we can go through and deal with some of the, the heart issues that we have, some of the fear, some of the doubts, the mindset, um, so that we can be able to kind of grow past that because it's hard to have faith in where your business is going when we're stuck in the fear. And so we have to be able to work through those pieces just as much as we have to be able to identify, you know, who's your right-paying customer, um, because we can't serve everyone, right? Right. Um, And how do you craft a solution that truly addresses their challenges and then how you monetize and market that? Absolutely. So what do you say, because I know you talk a lot about a right-paying customer, and hopefully, I mean, it seems, I, I would think that that title is self-explanatory, the, the customer who's right to work for you in your business or work with you in your business, but what do you say to someone who says, oh, everybody's my customer? Like, I, no, I can work with anybody. This product is for anybody. What do you say to that person? 
it's going to be really hard <laughs> to build a sustainable business that can grow. Um, and, and part of the reason I speak from one experience. Um, so as I said, I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. When I started my first business, you know, I thought, and I thought I even had a little bit of a niche business at that point. I was like, oh, you know, I can help any nonprofit and any school, um, you know, who's trying to help students to go off to college. And that mindset actually, it took me a year, one whole year to even get my first customer. Um, and because I hadn't really identified who is truly my right paying customer and really identify the challenges that they were having and how to customize a solution for that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I met with um, my tech mentor who had experience starting and growing and selling multiple businesses that sold for multi-million dollars did he teach me how to really identify who's your right paying customer, really being able to understand what their true challenges are, like their core challenges, their main pain points, um, what it is that's keeping them up at night, and then how do you create a, a service or a product that addresses that pain point that they are just waiting for you to solve, and they're going to basically, you know, put their money out there in order to be able to purchase it. Once I learned that, I've been able to definitely sell things very quickly. Even when I launched my first course, you know, about a year or so ago, within three weeks, I was able to make $10,000. Why? Wow. Because I focused on spending time finding my right paying customer. So... I love that you said spending time because that's another topic that we talked about offline. I think that in the age of social media, right, we have, we see a lot of quote unquote overnight success. And what I know, especially for the from the journey that I that I'm in with Black Girls of Purpose, I'm like girl, we've been doing this work since 2016. You know, people are starting to find out about us more, and it's it's cool to kind of share the beginning stages, but it, it takes time, like you said, and I think something that, I'm also, that I've also had to come to terms with is that as things grow, you will transition, right? And a lot of times, especially if, it's, if, you're, if you're building a business from just the desire to help people, your desire is going to stay the same. It's just the method in which you provide that product or that service may change. So in one season, you may be doing group coaching. In another season, you may be doing digital online classes. In another season, you might be doing a mastermind group. And so what do you say to someone who is feeling like they're stuck in one place and saying, well, Nichelle, no, I can't abandon this other customer, I, and, and, and I'll, I'll, it's a two-part question because I also find this is, some, this is a place I've been in where you want to work so badly with people that you <laughs> think are your right-paying customer that you're catering things to, you think you're catering things to them, right? But that customer is telling you, I don't want that. Like, that's mm -hmm. not something that I'm interested in. And so what do you do when, 
when you have to pivot? Like, how do you coach people through that when they're saying, okay, I thought I knew who my customer was, and apparently I don't, or I do know them, but what they want is not something that I'm willing to offer. Like, what do you tell that person? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one, I think as the person, you have to be, be able to identify for yourself, do you want a business or do you want a hobby? Mm. Because if you want a business, you have to be able to create something that your customers need and want. If you want a hobby, then you can just do what you're passionate about and just have a few people use it here and there. Mm. So if you're if you're looking to have a business, then you have to be able to really ask who you who you perceive as your customers, what is their biggest challenge with X? So what is your biggest challenge with and and purpose, to be honest, can actually be really broad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, so being able to even narrow that down even further, what are people always asking you questions about? Is it purpose within their jobs? Is it purpose within their relationships? Um, you know, what what is it specifically that they're actually identifying as their biggest challenge and asking them, what are your challenges with that? As you're able to figure that piece out, you can continue to dive deeper into it. Okay, well, why is that a challenge? How is that impacting you? Um, you know, being able to figure out, well, how will life be different, you know, if you were able to overcome this? And as you're able to dig deeper into some of those questions and, and actually take people through this process, you know, in my courses, you're in a place where you can now all of a sudden start to create a solution that will address their biggest challenges and help them to get to the results that they want. And what is beneficial about doing that, not only is it that now you have something that people are willing to pay for, but now you're actually serving someone's true needs. So if you have someone who's in pain as servant leaders, we want to help them get out of that painful place. So it only, you know, behooves us to create something that's going to help them in that. Yeah, that's good. I loved what you said about a business or a hobby. And there's no wrong answer to that question, mm-hmm. right? Because you, I think in the A, again, I keep going back to social media, but it's because, as I was sharing with you before, so many, there's so many ads, and I see so many free webinars here, and this and that, and this and that, and sometimes you think, okay, well, you know, I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but sometimes I'm like, Lord, you showing me this, is this a sign that this is where I need to be, you know, and it's like, Mm no, some things are distractions, and some things are uh, are not yet. It's it, it God is showing you for a reason, but it, it's not necessarily something you need to be doing right now. And I think they talked about this at the Go Getter conference, but I think they said something like, "You don't have to be paid from every single thing you do. Like if you like sewing, just because it's a release for you, or they've passed sewing down in your family, that's a family thing that you guys do. You don't have to think, okay, well." what are all the ways I can make money from sewing? Because you don't want to take that passion away. And I know that's something my husband talks about. He's like, if I feel like I have to be, specifically even with uh, with his, uh, he's a very talented graphic designer and he had an apparel brand. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him and said, babe, why are you not 
you know, really pushing this. And he's like, I don't want to market it. I just want to design it. I, he said, I would rather mm-hmm. work with someone else and design stuff for their company than have my own where now I'm on, I have to be on top of customer relations and I have to be on emails and I have to do the marketing and I have to do, and I get that. And so I think I want to just take that moment to tell people, y'all, you don't have to make money from every single thing that you're passionate about. Not everything is, is, is something you're supposed to create a business from. And not everybody even listening to this podcast is going to start a business. I 100% get that. So I just want to remove any pressure for anyone who's thinking like, okay, Bree, and Michelle said that I need to do, no, everybody doesn't need to start a business, <laughs> but just speaking to people who you really do feel called to start one you know, you have to be willing to take that time. You have to be willing to, like you said, Nichelle, do the work to find out what it is that the people you want to serve actually need. And then you have to humble yourself enough to say, well, I know I, I have this really pretty, shiny thing that I want to provide, but when I did the market research, people said they weren't interested in that. And so if you're so offended to the point where you say, well, if they don't want to do that, then I don't want to serve them, then maybe you don't need to be a business owner. Like you said, maybe you just need to have that as a hobby that you do for fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who has multiple passions? Because I know on your website you have a, a money milestones program, and that's something you said. You said this program is not for you if <laughs> you have a jillion things you want to do. You're like, okay, so I really am good at riding my bike, and I also like gardening, and then on the weekends, I like to bake, and then I, it's like, okay, well, um, yeah, I can't, you're not my right paying customer, right? So what do you say to someone who has multiple passions and is struggling to pick what thing they feel like they're supposed to pursue as a business? Yeah. So, so part of what I would encourage people to do, um, because I think there is a difference between, you know, passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you want to be excited about what it is that you're doing, but you also want to make sure it's something that you excel in and you're just naturally gifted in that. Um, and so I, I typically share with people to kind of go through this, this exercise um, of one, starting to think through, you know, just their current jobs, their former jobs, think through, okay, what am I just naturally talented in? Like what comes really easy to me, whatever skill set it may be. You know, other people may even come to me and ask, me about this or ask me to do this because it's just really, really easy for me. Start to figure out those themes that you're seeing across all of that. Um, Then from there, start thinking through, okay, well, what do I I truly enjoy? If I never got paid to do this again in a day of my life, I, I would still do this, right? And and as you are able to start to write down, okay, where are your natural gifts and talents, um, God-given gifts, right? You know, what do you truly enjoy? Then I would say to actually then start to look at where do you see that God gives you favor? Hmm. And so when, what are you working on? What is, that, what is it that you're typically doing where you just see, like, God just opens up the door for you when you're doing that thing. God opens the door, opens this door, gives you the, these resources, connects you to this person. Start to go through that process and, and identify what you see as some of the things. And then the fourth thing is talk to God about it. 
-hmm. and pray on it, but not only just pray on it, really sit and listen to what it is that he's he's then sharing with you. So, you know, talking to him saying, okay, Lord, like I see that it, it appears that you've given me these gifts and talents in this thing, right? Um, from here, you know, this seems to be an area where you open up a lot of the doors. So what what do you want me to do with these gifts and talents that you've given me so that I may bring you honor and glory? Mm-hmm. And wait for him to answer. <laughs> and and I think as we are in a position where we're able to do that, then we know, one, that we're operating in his will, but two, now we're operating and stewarding the gifts and talents that he has been able to give to us, mm-hmm. which then, three, means that we're able to multiply that. It's this very same concept of, you know, the one with the five talents, the two talents, the one talent, right? When we literally steward our talents in the way that we should, we multiply it, and then God blesses us with more responsibilities with leveraging and using our talents. And so that's part of why, you know, going through that process that I mentioned you know, identify your natural talents, um, you know, start thinking through if I never got paid another day in my life, what, you know, what would I be excited to do? Um, three, figuring out where God gives you favor, and then four, talking to God about it. That's going to help you out tremendously. I love that third question. Where does God show you favor? I, I mean, I've, I've, you hear people talk about your talents and your gifts and the things you've done forever, you know, the things you've done for free. But in all of my time speaking with people and listening to people, I've never heard someone say, think about the areas in your life where God shows you favor. And, I mean, it, it honestly excited me just now because I realized I told people I've been rebranding myself from founder of Black Girls with Purpose to the chief connector at Black Girls with Purpose because I've always been great at connecting people, and God always connects me to phenomenal people where I'm looking around, I'm like, wait, God, what? Like, you know, you connect me with this woman who has this phenomenal space that people don't even know exists, or you connect me with this person who's passionate and has similar gifts, or you, like, why are you, I, I just, I love that, and I know me and my co-founder for my nonprofit, we talk about how not everybody is socially inclined, right? So for me, mm-hmm. I don't really meet a stranger, uh, and that helps, but God, he, it's like he gives me the thing to connect with people on. He's like, oh, ask them about their family. Ask about this. Ask, you know, that's even how me and you really started talking, because we, we started talking about being married, and you and, you and your husband, and, and, and your journey that you have in this past year, and just, it wasn't a, I didn't reach out to you like, hey, girl, I have this podcast. You should be on this podcast. We just talked. I didn't even know when we were at the Go-Getter Conference, I didn't even know you were a speaker, I don't think. <laughs> and then you got up, and I was like, oh, she's okay, she's speaking. Well, I just thought she was really cool, you know? So I feel like that's where he shows me favor. And I just love that. I really want y'all to sit with that. Like, where does God show you favor? Because I think if we would take the time to really think on that, it would help us to stop dismissing it because we think because it happens so naturally or because the doors do continue to open up for us that 
everybody is receiving that fa- same favor and they're just not you know I, I i where i had my event last october people were like well how'd you find out about this space oh well i worked with this event planner well how'd you find out about her oh i looked at this social uh, this hashtag on instagram it's like out of all that people you could have found on instagram because everybody has dallas events you know as a hashtag this is the person that god aligned you with and i know he's purposeful in that and so like I said, y'all, please just really think about that. Where does God show you favor? And then, like you said, Nichelle, okay, combine all those things, but then pray on them. And then for me, I would even add, what is the timeline for this? Like, what, when do you want me to execute this? Is this a now thing? Is this a, the next six months, the next year? You know, is this far down the line? Because I'm somebody, God shows me, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll start right now. You know, let me get the, let me get the, the, the PowerPoint, let me get the Google Drive doc, let me get all these things. And sometimes he's like, girl, this is going to be for 2022. And I'm like, well, why are you even showing me, you know? But I think <laughs> it helps, one, it helps build my faith because when those things do come to pass, I think, oh, my gosh, God told me that in 2020. But, two, I think he shows me so that I can stay centered and grounded, right? Where he says, okay, you know, I can kind of make sure that I'm staying in alignment with where I want to go and where I know he's called me to go. So if, if, if he's saying, hey, I want you to build this thing in Dallas, then if, if a job comes across my desk that says, hey, we, would you be willing to move to Austin within the next six months? I can say, well, no, because I know God's called me to be in Dallas at least for the next two years, you know? So I think that alignment and that timing is equally important. But I just love that question, where does God show you favor? I'm gonna, like, that's going to be a tweetable, a Instagram post. Or, that's, <laughs> good. that's good. That's good. So you share that you have over 10 years of experience, and I, I've shared in your bio, you know, that you worked with a, a software company, and I know you even have a, a software that you're working on right now, and, uh, and you also have the Money Milestones program. And so Rock me through that journey of the different businesses that you've been involved in and how it was when God was like, okay, enough with that. Now we're going to move on to this other thing. Because I think that sometimes with with entrepreneurs, we struggle with letting go of something or or, or accepting that something was for a season because we're like, well, I know God told me to do this. So what do you mean, you know, it's time to sell the company or it's time to walk away or it's time to pivot and, and serve a different audience? Yeah. So great, great question. Um, so for me, I mean, one, I actually kind of fell into entrepreneurship. It was, mm-hmm. it was never my initial plan. Um, you know, I ended up becoming an entrepreneur uh, because I was being recruited for a job opportunity after finishing grad school. And um, as I was waiting for this job opportunity, I turned down other jobs in the, in the meantime. Um, you know, at the last minute, they decided to go into another direction. And so I found myself unemployed. And so I made the decision at that moment that I would never leave my financial future in the hands of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, so he's been, he's been teaching me that part too. <laughs> like my, my financial future needs to be in his hands mm-hmm. um, because he's the provider. Um, and so with that, because I was also at that particular time responsible for having to take care of my grandmother who had Alzheimer's. Um, and my, my uncle who was autistic. So I was in this place where I, 
you know, I was having to take care of family and needed to figure out how am I going to make money. Um, and so I decided to work on my first business, which was my consulting business. Um, you know, from there, that was just based off of my experiences. I, I created a, a consulting company that would help uh, nonprofits and schools to create college access programs. I used to be a college admissions officer. I had worked with um, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation on a $20 million project around college completion. And so I just took those experiences and wanted to help others in creating college access programs. Now, as I went through that experience, eventually it started doing well. I made more money working for myself than I ever had anyone else. But in order to really scale it and help more students and more schools, I couldn't do it as a solo consultant. Mm -hmm. And that's when I then started looking into, well, how do I leverage software and technology to help more students to be able to go off to college? And that's then where things kind of started to shift and transition to my first software company, um, Bold Guidance, that helps students to navigate the college application process on their mobile devices. Um, and, and I guess what made it easier to kind of actually make that transition is because, one, I just I could see God's hand in it. Like, he connected me to different business accelerator programs that helped me move it forward. He connected me to a mentor who literally at that point in time had started and sold three software companies and was running a software company at that time that was dealing with over a billion dollars in ticket sales every year. Um, And he spent the time teaching me how to create a company that can make and raise um, money. And like within that, God gave me favor through that experience where I was able to raise a half a million dollars in a year as a non-technical founder. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's one of the things where you just kind of see, like, God's opening up the doors. Yeah. Now, I ran that business for a little over three years, and um, part of the reason why I ended up uh, closing down that business was one actually ran into a situation where I had um, a funder who actually hired my my key employee away from me. Um, And it was a very trying time, and I didn't necessarily have to have the runway or the money to be able to pivot in enough time to continue to kind of move things forward. Mm -hmm. Now, that was a really trying and dark time for me. Um, where I did feel kind of lost. I wasn't exactly sure, you know, what to do next and was just like, why? Like, because I could see, Lord, that you opened up the doors for me, you know, getting this started and going, and and why would it end this way? And I I did actually, I took some time, you know, I was in in a financial position where I could take some more time to just kind of sit and be still for a moment. Um. And God showed me, well, part of it was he wanted me to also go back to teaching entrepreneurs. And so then I kind of shifted into being able to to run the business accelerator programs, help other entrepreneurs in growing their businesses. And, you know, within the entrepreneurs I've been able to serve, 
they were actually able to make you know over 3.6 million in revenue only within a couple of years of being in our programs and so he, he showed me two things from those those what felt like failures or you know a loss was one part of it is that I'm, I'm meant to also continue to help other entrepreneurs in growing their companies and blossoming and flourishing um, but then two because I am now in my next software company while I'm also still helping entrepreneurs to grow their businesses, he showed me that that first business, that first software company, was actually preparation for the next one. Mm. To be able to go through these experiences and learn these lessons of what it means to, one, create a software company, let alone, two, create an investment-ready company, um, but then being able to take those experiences for this next business which it's called Brainwork, and what we're doing is we actually help small businesses create top-ranking blog posts in minutes, where we actually help them in creating the entire blog post, the keywords, the titles. We actually even suggest the content that they need to help their blog post rank on the first page of Google and search engines. And so he showed me essentially through all of these experiences, how it was just kind of culminating for the next thing that he had. And I think as we continue to just, I guess, kind of live life, um, we see, you know, that God understands the details of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. um, and how some experiences and what some things kind of feel like a loss or some things feel very just challenging and pulling Sometimes it's meant for that thing to die because he's ready for me for us to go to the next thing. Um, and that other thing was just preparation for where he was going to be taking us next. Um, and so, you know, I think part of it is that we, one, have to continue to be in God's presence regularly um, so that we can hear from him of when when is it time to continue to move forward, when is it time to go um, to go fast and when is it time to let it go um, and understand that regardless of what the decision is that God is still the provider he's still the protector and so you're going to be okay with it um, you're going to be okay but it means that he is getting ready to take you to the next level that's really good when you were speaking the scripture that came to my mind was John 12 24 and one version reads, it says, yes, indeed, I tell you that unless a grain of wheat that falls to the ground dies, it stays just a grain. But if it dies, it produces a big harvest. And then the uh, Common English Bible translation says, I assure you that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it can only be a single seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And a lot of times it feels like when, whenever God calls us, from something to something else, it feels like we're mourning the loss, right? It feels like this thing has died. But what you just said is it's it's not really dying. It's just helping to, as my husband would say, because he's in the uh, gardening world, it's just helping to germinate, right? It's, it's producing more seeds and it's extending your reach. And I think it ties even into how you said you got into this, your first software company in the first place, where you said this 
I, I'm only one person, and this can only go so far if I'm relying solely on myself to get into these different spaces. And I think that's one of the things I love most about technology, right, especially having a community brand. I'm not limited to the people at my library or the people in my neighborhood. I can have a wide reach if I position myself in the right way. And so I just think that's so beautiful and such a good encouragement to people if you feel like God has required you to sacrifice something in one season, you have to have the faith that it's going to come back around and it's going to produce a greater harvest in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So but just a couple more questions for you. Um, I know we've talked about, again, offline, uh, just purpose and pain. How do you find the two are related? Mm, yes, great question. Um, so I feel like you can't fully live into your purpose without the pain. So if we if we think about it, you know, Christ's life is actually a perfect example of this, right? Yeah. When he came down on earth, his purpose was to die for our sins. Right. Um, and so even, even in his life there, there was a lot that he was able to do for people and serve people and heal people and feed the hungry, right? But it also has to be really painful for people to reject him, um, even through that process where, you know, even the, the young rich ruler who's like, you know, what must I do to get to heaven, right? Or what must I do to follow you? And he's like, you know, give up all your possessions. And he, he the, the ruler turns away in sadness. Like that has to also be painful to know, like, that I'm giving you this opportunity to have a better life, right? But you still aren't walking into that opportunity. Um, and so I think that that's, that's part of the journey is to know that even as we're walking into our purpose, walking into purpose doesn't mean that there's no pain. Like that's not that's not biblical. Right. <laughs> um, and oftentimes it's part of that pain that's actually producing us and, and perfecting us and getting us to our place of purpose. Um, and so I think part of you know, what we have to, you know, be conscious of, and especially I think as, as young women, because we're always, you know, been taught as a little girl, like, you know, you don't want to hurt yourself, right? Be careful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so we intentionally try to avoid pain. We Absolutely. intentionally try to avoid failure. We intentionally try to avoid loss. But we have to get to a point where we're, it's, we're okay with it. And it's just a part of the process. Um, and, and to be mindful and conscious of the fact that we're still going to be okay. We're going to eventually come out of it. And in many cases, we're also going to learn something from it that's going to help us moving forward. Absolutely. That's really good. And I loved what you said about us being conditioned to try and avoid pain. Everyone's like, no, at all costs, don't, if it's going to be uncomfortable, don't do it. But 
I think that's where faith and trust come in, right? And understanding mm-hmm. that it's all a part of our development. You know, I was at the prayer room that's close to my house one morning and I pray uh, the one of the prayer leaders he said hey how can I be praying for you this week and I said pray for my endurance and then the next day God leads me to Romans 5 and it says and and uh, that it, that suffering produces endurance and I was like okay cool you know and I keep giving this analogy of running and being on a, a track I remember when I was in high school I wanted to run track and so when we started out they had us running these long distances and I'm thinking bro I'm just trying to run the 100 meter dash I'm not really sure why you got us you know running miles but now looking back I realize if you can do the long distance then the short sprints are nothing and God has to start us on this even though it seems backwards I feel like he has to start us on this higher level to build our pain, quote unquote, tolerance, right? So it's, 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 even though it seems painful in the moment, when you get to the other side of it, when you face trials, because like you said, scripture says we're going to face trials. God says in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, right? But when you have experienced great pain and loss and suffering, then in the seasons where you have trials and tribulations, you're like, oh, this is nothing compared to 2015, you know, and yeah. and and you're able to work with the curves and the flow of things, right? And you're not so attached to the outcome because you're looking yeah. at the creator and the one who is ordering your steps. And it really does. It, it tests your faith. That's what scripture says in James 1. It tests your faith because you're like, okay, I know that I said I believed you, but we never been in this kind of situation before. And I think about one, one of my pastors said, he said, you never know what kind of person you have in the boat with you until you're in a storm. And, you know, because you've got the person that's panicking, like, oh, my God, we should have never went on this trip. I'm like, you know, and then you've got the person who's like, hey, everybody be cool. And then you've got the person who says, you know what, what we need to do, we need to go left and then we need to go right because the storm is calm. And so we get to experience different parts of God's character when we are with him through different storms, right? When we're with him in the boat and we see he's consistent and he does have these different facets of his character. And so one day we may need him as a healer and we get to experience him that way. And another day we may need him as a teacher and we get to experience him that way or a counselor or a provider. And so even though in the moment it's so uncomfortable, Again, that's where that faith has to come in, where you say, God, I don't understand this, but I have to believe that because you're my father and because you say you know the plans you have for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, that this has to be a part of that journey. And so I'm going to trust you, even though it doesn't feel good, and even though I feel like I have done my enough laps by now, right, where we're like, okay, God, I'm going to just go ahead and run off the track. I think I'm, you know, I'm going to just drink some Gatorade while the other people go. And he's like, girl, you better get back on that track. You are not done yet. Um, It it takes faith to believe that you will cross the finish line eventually and that it will have been worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when we think about it, even with those tests and the storms, like it's meant to help us to grow. Right. right. And like we're we're never meant to stay on the same level for our faith. If we think about it, just being human beings, we grow every single year. Actually, technically, we're growing every day. 
Um, right? And so that's how it's supposed to be with our faith as well. Our faith is supposed to be continuously growing, and there's always another level to it. Mm-hmm. And so when we, I think, start to wrap our mind around this idea that, like, God's always going to be growing our faith in some capacity, um, it, I think it, it just helps us to be able to, um, one, kind of, kind of, I guess, get through it a little bit more. But then, two, I guess just also share a place of gratitude that God won't let us stay where we are. Yeah, that's good. Um, How can our community stay connected with you and the work that you're doing? I know you have so many awesome projects that you're working on. I know you launched your academy and just all these different things. So what's the best way for them to stay connected with you? Yeah, so people can definitely stay connected with me just through my my website, which is uh, nichellemccall.com. So it's just my name, uh, nichellemccall.com. But what I I also want to do is I want to be able to provide, um, you know, something to your community. So, you know, for those who are especially trying to figure out how to start their own business, um, you know, I want to be able to provide a free gift to you guys. Normally, it's something that, you know, that that people usually would have to pay for, but I want to offer a free gift for your community, um, and we'll make sure to include the link for it, you know, on the podcast um, somewhere, where we can really help people in being able to understand how do they actually find, um, you know, customers faster. So, you know, through that free gift, you know, that's also a great way of being able to stay stay connected to me as well, so I can get you guys the free gift. Um, but, you know, that's a big way of, of how we can be connected and I can be able to serve um, your community and being able to help you guys, you know, kind of walk out in your purpose more. Especially as it relates to your, your entrepreneurial business. Awesome. So I always ask my guests to leave our audience with one word of encouragement. So if you had to give one thing that they could just say, you know what, I listened to that podcast yesterday and Michelle said, insert whatever thing here, what would that be? Yeah, so I would, I would say it's okay to ask for help. Um, and what I mean by that is I think oftentimes, especially as black women, um, we feel like we have to be superwoman and that, you know, everyone is relying on us and that we have to be there for everyone, right? Um, but when we, when we think about it, you know, even, uh, you know, we'll say just the president of the United States in general, um, you know, has a cabinet around them. Mm-hmm. There's the Secretary of State, right, the Secretary of Defense, all of these different people who are surrounding them because, you know, we are needing the extra support and the extra help because we're not we're not an expert in everything and that's okay we have our own natural gifts we have our own natural talents um, but you know where there are areas where we can use some help don't be hesitant in reaching out for that help because I think sometimes we get in our own way um, of you know one not wanting to be seen as someone who doesn't have it all together um, and in that case, sometimes we're actually slowing down um, our progress. 
So definitely don't be afraid to, to get the help that you, you need um, and know that you're still enough even in that, in that season as well. Like you're still good enough. Um, and it's actually even better to just be able to get the help that you need to continue to move forward. That's a great nugget. Thank you so much, Nichelle. I really appreciate being able to have you on the podcast and get, I'm excited to connect our listeners with you and the stuff that you're doing um, with your ministry because it is a ministry. And I know that we're going to be doing more stuff together in upcoming weeks and months. And so uh, just so grateful that God connected us. And um, yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for just for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. All right, Purpose Peeps, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nichelle McCall-Brown. She is an amazing woman, and as she promised, there is a free gift that she has. It's actually a course, a three-day course uh, that you can take if you are looking for more customers for your business. And so if you want to sign up for that free course, and normally it's valued at $197, but you can go to nichellemccall.com forward slash more customers. And again, that's N-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. M-C-C-A-L-L dot com slash more customers, and then you can sign up for that free course for the Black Girls of Purpose community. I will also put a link to the course in the show notes, as well as all the other information that she shared with us. And then if you are looking for other resources and ways to scale your business to strengthen your brand message, I hope that you will check out our Activate community. You can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate. And if you missed it, if you're not on our social media platforms, Activate is a online learning platform for women of faith in business who are looking for additional support and accountability. So we have monthly masterclasses. We have a Facebook, a private Facebook group so we can connect with each other, brainstorm through some things. And uh, we are just, we're slowly building y'all. We're slowly building. So I hope that you'll join us over there. And again, I hope you'll take advantage of this free resource from Nichelle about how you can get more customers. And again, that email or that uh, that web address is nichellemccall.com forward slash more customers. You guys, as always, I appreciate you for spending some time with me this week. I hope that you are keeping your head up. I hope that you are continuing to stay in prayer and remember that God is still in control of everything.